everybody. Welcome to another brand new episode of the Minigames Podcast. We are at episode 26, um, almost to 30. We're getting there. We're getting up there in episodes, I think. Uh, we are continuing our longest consistent streak since we started. Uh, we only missed, we've only missed one week so far, which I think is pretty fucking wild. Uh, since we did a stretch where we missed two years worth of episodes. So, hey, good for us, I guess. Uh, hi, I'm your host, Mike. And as usual, we have your co-host, Keith. You know, you say our longest stretch, but I think it's our only stretch, to be honest. I mean, look, dude, you're right. And that's all I got to say about that. That's, you're right. <laughs> Yeah, but it's also our longest, so we'll go with that. It is also our longest. Uh, I'm proud of us for not falling off horribly again. It's bound to happen eventually. I mean, not with the podcast, but we will fall off horribly in some way. Yeah, in, in some way, shape, or form, uh, we will fall off as horribly as Blazeball did. Uh, I hope it comes back. I, need I it. miss it. I, I, I miss it. I, I think of it often. Oh. <sighs> Only what? Five more days as of recording? Five more days? Hopefully. One would hope. Dale. I'm going to just like keep my fingers crossed that everything goes off without a hitch, and this time next week, I will be waist deep in baseball. And we'll be playing while recording again. As you do. As one does. Yeah. When, when they find. A new hobby. Let's be real. Nobody should should expect anything less than us. Or anything more, really. I think people that expect us to conduct ourselves in a professional manner are are sorely mistaken. And if you expected more from us in the first place, shame on you. You've only been listening recently because we clearly are the least professional people on the internet. And you know what's crazy? We've gone off the rails, but it's still nowhere near as much as we did last week. No, yeah. Last week was... Uh, Something else. Last week Woo-hoo. was an adventure for the both of us, for sure, I think. I'm still upset about Halo. Yeah, and... Oh, man. Okay. I guess it was going to be where we kind of start kicking in. Did you see the reasons why it's delayed? Yes, because they've been outsourcing the game, apparently. There's one more reason, too. Oh, the, the TV okay. show? yeah (laughs) alright so pitch me your Halo TV show my Halo TV show is I mean if if it were me it'd be way more trippy than shooty shooty like I wouldn't go so much like the the Firefly route with it, I'd go more like Twin Peaks, Devs, Existential, like really play up like the Guilty Sparks and things like that. Like, like this was a person, now it's an AI, and it like hates everything. But according to the books, according to things, thank you Polygon, uh, it has like a redemption arc. Well, how, well, basically restoring humanity while still being an AI. Like I, I dive into those stories. Okay, so you you actually had a serious answer. All right, that's all right. Oh, sure, yeah, that 
That sounds very look, good. That's honestly not where I was expecting that to go, but okay. Look, I never mentioned the part where the AI is started by the rock. Oh, okay. Thank you. You brought this back around. <laughs> yeah, come on. You really think I was going to go with like full series? Uh, honestly, for a minute there, yeah, I, I kind of expected this to be like, I was like, is he doing a bit right now, or is he like actually committed? to like uh, to pitching a halo tv show other way you know, i was committed but then i had to make the bit for the pod all right you want to hear my pitch bring it all right get this it's cheers but instead of a bar it's just the pillar of autumn i was about to say so it's like that scene in star wars where the guy tries to sell death sticks to obi-wan yes exactly it's nothing but that Hell yeah. Master Chief is just uh, Frazier. So who's The Rock? Uh, he plays himself. <laughs> Cortana. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You. I was going to be like, oh, what if The Rock is the Arbiter? But I would love if like Master Chief just presses on his little spark wristwatch and it's just The Rock going, shut up, bitch. And then that's it. That's the whole transmission. <laughs> Like they're in his in his blue like bodysuit. Like imagine like a mystique or like Doctor Manhattan like blue bodysuit. He just suit. he just looks like Will Smith in Aladdin. Cortana, what do I do? It doesn't matter what you do. He he, he holog gives he gives Master Chief a hologram people's elbow. He gives boots to asses in hologram form. Well, you did it, Keith. You put wrestling in the Halo. Hologram boots to physical asses. Love that shit. There's your title. <laughs> we're, we're we're five minutes in, and here we go. <laughs> All right. Remember what I said about not going off like last week? <laughs> I think we topped it. Yeah. I. Hi, we're podcasts about video games. See, we tied it into one. Oh, we talked. We talked about Halo for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> just a little bit. This is this is the actual reason I do this podcast. I just try to see how many video game adjacent things I can talk about for a couple hours. Like Kenny Omega? You know, I finally watched that. The His entrance music? Yeah. Alright, so thoughts. Is it not just One Winged Angel? Like that's, the whole intro that's, to it? It's, it's basically One Winged Angel. Yeah, and then but like then it goes into like some like Metroid Prime sounding stuff and it sounds pretty cool though. Here's the thing, though. Like, I just thought it was cool. When I hear One-Winged Angel, I get legitimately scared. Like, my anxiety starts kicking in once One-Winged Angel starts. Oh, yeah, straight up. I mean, Kenny, oh, that was his New Japan music, and he was not that, like, straight-up scary person in New Japan, but it, it was just a cool homage. It made a cool entrance music. I mean, I respect the move. So, like, I, I, I saw him, I saw what he was doing, and I, I tipped my hat to Kenny Omega. But I feel like if you're going to even allude to one winged angel i i want to like shit myself the second i hear it. i want to be like oh no the sephiroth is coming he's going I to mean, put he a ho- he's going to put a hologram <laughs> boot to my actual ass well he did do like several other entrances he did destiny entrance once uh he's done street fighter he's done undertale <laughs> Wait, how, did, yeah. how did he do a destiny entrance did he run the same dungeon over and over again and not get any loot yeah and multiple times in the tokyo dome oh okay cool yeah that's great 
Um, and I can only imagine what an Undertale entrance would look like in wrestling. Exactly what you think it is. He just came out in a Sans outfit. Okay, you know what? That's that's a good move. I respect it. Yeah, like on Halloween, actually, too. But was Megalovania playing? No. Then uh, it's a move that I don't respect. Yeah, it can only ask for so much. Anyway, uh, what are we doing? What we've been playing. Oh, yeah. Uh, Keith, what have you been playing while I try to pick up the pieces of this podcast? There's no pieces to pick up. Um, I Okay, this is the first week where I haven't played anything. The main reason being, well, school started. <laughs> oh, man. For all you parents out there, we'll get through this. I love, I love that well, you dropped out. Focus. I love that this this like image of you dropping out of school and you have to vicariously live through it through someone else dude it's karma straight up it is fucking karma um but other than that i mean really i'm just kind of waiting until i get my pc to come in to really kind of divulge into this stuff because i could keep playing a couple switch games here and there and we'll get into it but i just i want my pc like that's what i want and it's i saw the boxes i went to my, my mom's house today where i'm getting everything delivered to um and the boxes are there there's more coming soon i soon i think uh this coming week i am going to get all like purchase my new computer so i think we'll both be uh we'll both have new rigs and i came up with the idea that i think i'm going to give my current computer like i'm gonna wipe it and everything and i'm gonna give it to my girlfriend because she has recently become obsessed with fall guys Oh yeah, she's a fall guy. She is the fallingest guy. The fellest fellow. She uh she the last time she played, she got pretty far and then choked hard on uh, Hexagon. Um, I feel like that's that's the game that really separates uh that really separates the the fall guys from the fall men, you know what I mean? Alright, so I got a foolproof plan on hexagon and it's so fucked up i don't know if i want to say it or not you mean you just, you mean you just experience you wait, it first you wait until the hexagon is about to fall then you jump instead of running no no because i've won literally, because i've won literally every single round of hexagon by doing that oh i find another for sure way unless you fuck up of course but that's the, that's hexagon in general um no i found a way and i don't know if i want to make you see it first or not before i divulge on this pod yeah, I'll, I'll hold off on that. <laughs> I'll put a pin there until we play Fall Guys next time we get Hexagon. Oh, okay. Yeah, good. Thanks thanks for that, I guess. Like, gotta keep our listener, um, you know, on a cliffhanger here. You're you're a nightmare person sometimes. I hope you're aware of that. Yeah, well, you invited me on here. I, I did not. You. <laughs> this was your idea. I mean, that's fair. So yeah, um, I haven't played anything, but sounds like Rachel's gonna be being being a big fall guy lately. Yeah, she's uh she's not like big into it. She she will play like a couple games and then get super upset at it real quick. Then she will just be like, "I'm done." And I'm like, "All right." The other day, she got really mad because she kept losing in like the first or second round, and then she was done. Then I played, and then immediately won. <laughs> sounds about right. Dude, she was. Pissed. Dude, we got it. We gotta get her into like 
the gang bees and duck games and nobody all that needs to stuff. be into gang bees that game sucks yeah i mean we can get her to throw chris once and it's the best game ever yeah honestly i would love that just because i know chris would be so upset yeah exactly and that would make me happy well good keith i'm, I'm glad that would make you happy yeah fuck him fair anyway what have you been playing uh so unlike you i've actually been playing things uh the usual wow uh, i decided to pick up near uh near automata again it's a game that i never actually beat so i'm starting from the beginning so i can actually go through every playthrough because you're sadistic yeah because i hate myself um so i've also been uh so well i haven't played it yet one because i'm terrible at motivating myself and two, every time I think of playing it, I am very tired, and I know it would put a lot of effort. I managed to get my hands on a ring fit, so... <laughs> it's been a whole week! Uh, yeah. I got I got that ring fit adventure. Haven't played it yet, because I'm just tired all the time. I'll get to Our it. Our listener needs the review. But I'll get, I'll get to it. I'll get to it eventually. So next week, more than li- more than likely this weekend. It's hard to work uh, eight hours and come home and then want to be like, yeah, I'm gonna work out. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so you got to keep it for the days off. Yeah, or just like days where I don't feel like absolute trash because waking up at five a.m. every day just does a number on me because I'm not used to it. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm just patiently waiting to play that. And uh, one of the games that I've been playing recently. Uh, it's. I'm not going to go too much into it yet because it's one we're going to talk about uh, in the meat and potatoes of our show. But th- it did come out on Game Pass at the same time. Uh, I I played like about an hour, hour and a half of Spiritfarer today. Um, I'll get I'll get more into it once we get to the Indie World Showcase portion of the show. Uh, but yeah, I have I have some preliminary thoughts on that game that, uh, uh, like I said, we'll get into later. But yeah, that's that's what I played today. Uh, just kind of. Yeah, I want to hear those thoughts. Yeah, it's a it's a game for sure. But yeah, hell yeah, I love games. Um, that's basically been it. I mean the usual stuff. I still fuck around. Like I, I play I play a mobile game every every once in a while here. Um, but yeah, I, it's it's so weird. Like now that I know that I'm like investing in a PC, I haven't wanted to play games on my PC as much because I'm just like, why would I do this now? Right. When that's I- kind of where I'm at too. I'm sure we're not alone in that. But there's a few things. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you this way. I downloaded. I don't know why. I mean, I'm getting a new PC, but I downloaded uh, Moving Out. <laughs> okay. Uh, sure. Just because it seems fun. I mean, it's it's overcooked, so I want to do like Spearfire, but also like if I if I install it here, I'm just gonna install it again later. So how how much do I want to put into it now? You know. True. Oh, you know what else I've been playing lately? I almost forgot. Uh, I bought and have been playing Blasphemous a lot lately. Ooh, go on that for like you got thirty seconds. Go. Okay, so it's uh. Dark Souls meets like Metroidvania, but it's more on the Metroidvania side. Uh, it j- it's okay, so it's Dark Souls and the fact that it's just like a hard ass game, but it's like very cryptic and like there's like some intense gothic and religious imagery in there. 
uh, but it's Metroidvania and the fact that you actually have a map on you at all times and you can actually actively Love explore. It. It's uh, it's cool. I paid like 12 bucks and uh, that game's hard as shit, but it's fun. It's got a map. That's all you, you had me there. Some of the, you can do like executions in that game too. Like if you do a certain amount, like the perfect amount of damage to an enemy, you can do executions. And like, I wasn't like really like expecting much. Like I knew the game was like bloody because I've seen like, I've seen videos of it. I've seen stuff like that, but there's just something when you see it, you're just like, oh. Yeah. Or it's, I mean, it's like Last of Us 2. Yeah. Except this yeah. is like different. Like, cause they can, they do, you can do more with this game because it's like, it's pixel art basically that they use for it. So. So it's a one-to-one recreation. Yes, exactly. Gotcha. Okay. But I think because of that, you can like you can definitely get away with more than you can do in like a more realistic-looking game like The Last of Us. Uh, like there's these enemies that are essentially like naked women that are strapped to this angel statue, like they were crucified on that statue, and their execution is you cut off both of their hands that are chained to the statue. Then you like plunge your sword into them and you like you you stab them multiple times in the stomach and then you gut them with your sword. Sounds hard as shit. Yeah, it's it's hard. There's like these like weird like whip like flail guys. Uh you just like when you execute them, you just like pick them up from their head, and with your other hand, you just swing your sword into their face multiple times. And I was like, oh, Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say is like Flail guys, like Fall guys, like Waluigi. You're gonna have to explain what those words that just came out of your mouth to me. Well, like okay, like how Tiger King is Steve Irwin's Waluigi, like in that sense. Oh, I see what you mean. That's the dumbest thing you've ever said. Now that I understand it. But is it? Yes. Okay, sounds good. Uh, but other than that, that's like all I've been playing. Uh, again, it's just like I want to play games, but it's just like I'm ordering. Like, I'm ordering a PC in a week. I, I just want to wait till that yeah, gets I, here. Exactly, exactly. That's where I'm at too. And I'm, mine's probably gonna take a little bit longer because I'm kind of rolling off of monthly commission checks. Um, but oh boy, is the clock ticking, and I'm re- I'm ready for it. Yeah, um, I'm excited for you to enter enter a world with a computer that can run things. Yeah, then the only thing you need after that is a new router. Straight up, gotta I boost that signal, baby. Straight up, I have a spare router. Oh shit! I'll just give it to you. Oh shit! Because I have okay, I have the rent like the rental one from Spectrum, which works good when you're nearby. <laughs> ah, yep. I know that. I know the problem you're having. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I. Uh, so, so my last job was like a work from home gig. So I had to. So I was I was fucking around with like routers. And I had a Wi-Fi extender, which was what was hooked up to um, my current computer. And so I, I had bought a router, not realizing I could just move the Wi-Fi extender to the room where... Yeah. And I was like, oh. And then I had already opened the router when I would realized this. So I was like, well, maybe I'll just hold on to this in case of an emergency. And then, of course, my mm-hmm. dumbass just saw like, like this... It was on sale at Best Buy. It's like a, it's like a router that's more centralized towards like quote-unquote gaming like it's it's better suited for it yeah so i was like okay i'll buy that and i was like well now i just have this spare fucking router so if you want a router here you go i got i got a router yeah. for you. hell yeah i got a router today you 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 sure did 
Uh, you roll right into sales. Let's roll right into sales. Hell yeah! So I'll start off on uh, the switch end of things. So okay, obviously this is a this like I said the meat and bones. All the the main course of this episode is a Nintendo Switch Indie World showcase that they did. So to accommodate, they're doing an Indie World sale on the Switch. Um, my favorite thing about this is that it's not ending in two days. So you got time. You have until the 30th of August, end of this month, to how, pick it up. How timely for us. Yeah. Uh, you can't ask for better things. What else can you ask for from ordering or from recording a midweek podcast other than midweek sales that are ending by the time the podcast comes out? We we have we have a schedule and we stick to it. Even though we're recording a day earlier, because this is the new schedule. Hey, Hooray! still coming out at the same time. Don't worry about. Don't worry about that in your end, listener. Um, but yeah, so Indie World sale. The first thing that I listed was Ori and the Blind Forest Definitive Edition, uh, thirteen ninety nine, because that game is everywhere and you can't escape it, and it's thirteen ninety nine. It's so, also yeah. a very, very good game. Exactly. And then I added Torchlight Two, mainly because, like I said, jumping ahead. But Torchlight 3 was showcased on that indie world. So the second one, hey, there it is, $11.99. You want to get a fix before the third one comes out? There you go. What's a bummer about uh, this? I, I will just, I didn't mean to interrupt, mm-hmm. what's a bummer about this is that Torchlight 2 was just free on the Epic Store like a couple weeks ago. Right, exactly. So if you weren't on PC, there's a chance to grab it on Switch. Or if you didn't, there it is. I played a little bit of Torchlight um, 2 also. It's. I can also say perfectly serviceable Diablo clone. Yeah, that that's what that's kind of what I've gathered from it. That it's very well done for what it's for what it is. Um I added Dead Cells, because I mean 2039 on the Switch, take it to go. Not bad. Um I don't want to go into too much detail on that one. As well as the rest of the Switch, there's definitely a ton of more indie titles. But there's some more that we'll mention in a bit. Um just to kind of give you a little bit of a heads up. Some of the games on the indie showcase were kind of like stealth drops and available now and were on an introductory sales price. So we'll mention that as we get to each game when we go one by one, like we normally do. Um, on the Steam side of things, uh, this is where I said I don't want to go into Dead Cells too much because you got Dead Cells the Bad Seed Bundle for $17.98. So for about like what, two or three bucks less, you get Bad Seed uh, DLC. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> really makes that switch sale such a bummer at the same time yeah i mean the switch sale is cool if you don't have a pc sure but if you do i mean there you go your decision's made right there unless you just really want to take it with you which also fair yeah dead cells is a good since it's run based it's a good game i think to have on the go but i think switch is a good yeah. switch is a good place for dead cells i think i think so too i definitely think so so it just really depends on if you want more out of it or just want a game <laughs> Uh, also have Elder Scrolls Online for ten bucks, so half off. Uh, so yeah, August twenty fifth. That's going off until August twenty fifth, like you said. <clears throat> it's the base game and the Morrowind chapter. Um, so I like Elder Scrolls Online. It's fun. I think the way they do their DLC is dirty, though. Yeah, I can see that. I mean. So, I'd say for this sale, ten dollar game. Yeah, there you go. Well, well, so get so get this though. This is this is why I think their deal, the way you get their their expansions, is fucking dirty. Go. So I own Elder Scrolls Online already, right? 
Right. So it makes sense that I would just want to buy expansions when they come out because I have friends mm-hmm. like Chris and Dan who play Elder Scrolls Online. Mm-hmm. I would like to play with them, but also I would like to experience current content, which means I would like to buy expansions. Okay. So I was looking into buying the Greymore expansion. And I was like, okay, cool. And the way most MMOs work, and I'm assuming this is how most of them, like most, most of them work. Uh, you have to remind, remember, I am a longtime World of Warcraft player. So I just assume every MMO works like, wow, because they should. It's the one that makes all the money true um so if you buy the current expansion you get all the previous content like that makes sense you're but you're paying 60 bucks you get everything that came before it so uh-huh that's how uh so world of warcraft does it that's how final fantasy 14 does it that's this that's standard mmo practice okay so i was looking into getting Greymore because that's the current expansion that's out right now and I was like, oh, well, let me, it's like, oh, it's like 40 bucks for Greymore. I was like, that's not too bad. I'll buy that. And then I did some digging and found out that if you get Greymore, you are only getting Greymore. So you had to buy everything one by one? No, you can't buy everything one by one. You can only buy, like, off of Steam, you have to, you can use the in-game currency, I'm assuming, to get other, exp- like, previous expansions. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to get everything, they sell you a bundle that has all the previous expansions, but it also comes with the base game Elder Scrolls Online. Which you already own. Which I already own. So it is more, it's more expensive for me to get all the, like, it, it like I technically have to buy base Elder Scrolls twice to get everything. Now, on the flip side, ESO doesn't have a monthly subscription, though, right? They do not have a monthly subscription, but uh, that's like that. It blows my mind that that's like how that works for them. Yeah, I guess that's kind of where they're making it up, I guess. So that's why it's like I think the way that they're doing their expansion content is a little dirty because it makes it so hard to buy it because you straight up there's no option to get any of the other DLC on Steam. Yeah, that kind of sucks. Yeah, so I'm not saying fuck Elder Scrolls Online, but fuck how they do business. Uh, Fair enough. Also on sale till the 31st, uh, Hunt Showdown is $21.99. I have played that game for a grand total of 45 minutes, and I will say it seems pretty good. Yeah, that's one. I mean, this laptop that I'm playing on that I couldn't hold it, but I watched a ton of streams on it for a while, and I, I like that it's a unique battle royale. Uh, it's like a daytime horror kind of thing going for it. Yeah, uh, I did the practice level, well, like the training level, and I did it several times, and you have to kill like a big-ass spider. And yeah. it, it, it scared me in the way that like the grounded spiders did. Like I saw it, and I was just like, nah, dude, I'm good on this. Yeah, it's cool that it's like a combination, like PvP, VE thing. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It's pro- It's definitely like one of the more unique battle royales. I mean, it's no Fall Guys, because I think Fall Guys is probably the most unique battle royale that's out right Tetris. now. Tetris. Oh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, you're right, Tetris. Who would have thought that Tetris would be a battle royale? Here we are. Um, yeah, so yeah, Hunt Showdown. Uh, 22 bucks, 45% off until the 31st. 
Oh yeah, and then this one, I don't know if you're familiar with this game. This is one I've been following for years. Yeah, no, I was hoping that you uh, would talk U- about this one because I have no idea what this is. Yeah, so the the universe sim, it's twenty percent off, so twenty three ninety nine until August twenty fifth. Um, I think okay, it's basically as soon as I say this is gonna like snap in a place. I think like Sim City, but a universe. Okay. So basically you have like, instead of swapping city to city, you're swapping planet to planet. Each one does different purpose, different serve service. So like, okay, you start off there in like a stone age and then they kind of move up into like a techno- technology era. Um, like it's kind of civ-like, but it's a simulation. That's really what the main thing about it. Um, so like you teach them like religion, they can worship you, the creator, things like that. Um, each one has different resources that combine to like a universal like ecosystem and things like that. Uh, I've been, I was following it for years and years, and it's been in early access for a long time. Um, and then, of course, this laptop couldn't play it. <laughs> but as soon as I get that rig, I'm, I'm getting that game, even if it's not on the sale, because it's probably going to be gone by that time. But it, it's a really cool game. Uh, there's some pretty cool footage on YouTube if you watch it. Uh, unique, unique spin to... Uh, I guess kind of lapsed genre because you don't really see too many things like that other than actual like sim city yeah it's it sounds interesting like i don't think that's a game that i would i personally would play but it's it's interesting enough to where i'd be like oh, i'd take a look at it i think yeah i mean i remember when sim city kind of got its like reboot for a while that lasted for a bit i was like really into that game um and i've always liked that kind of stuff like roller coaster tycoons and any kind of simulator thing like that um so this one always just seemed very interesting and I've kind of been following this development for a few years and it's been in, like I said, early access for a while. Uh, I'm sure it'll go on sale again before it comes out of early access, whatever year that may be. But yeah, for now, August 25th, 20% off. Sounds good. Um, that's basically all we had for sales. Uh, definitely more going on this week than there was uh, last week. Yeah, last week was bleak. But uh yeah, a good selection of uh, of games to to sift through. Yeah, have some fun. Uh, I think now is as good a time as any to do what we normally do and just roll right into the news. Um, so, first bit here is one that I'm more personally invested in than I think uh, I think you are, Keith. This is true. So, about ooh. Let's see. I'm trying to think when the initial announcement came out. Uh, I think this was this was like last Wednesday or something. Uh, Paradox Interactive and Hardsuit Labs. Uh, those are the, the the studios behind Vampire: The Masquerade, but Bloodlines Two. Uh, they announced that uh, Brian Mitsoda who was the, uh, the lead writer of the original Vampire the Masquerade and director, and I'm going to butcher this name, uh, Ka'ai Clooney. Uh, they're no longer part of the team at Hardsuit Labs, and there really wasn't much said other than uh, this was a, a joint decision made by the leadership of Hardsuit Labs and Paradox Interactive. That was directly from the statement. Uh, so it's definitely a bummer to hear. Um, it had some, I'm sure that that's what part of what made masquerade get pushed back to 2021 probably uh, and then it came out today that uh it seems the lead writer and director were actually fired from the company 
Uh, Brian Minnesota said in a statement to Rock Paper Shotgun, uh, he called these changes unpleasant a surprise. The quote is, this uh, came as a shock to me, and it's underselling it. He had been working on the game for five years at that point, and he also said, I'm incredibly disappointed and frustrated to say that this is where it ends for me on the project. I was not part of the conversations that led to the decision to delay production. Uh, he was fired July 16th. Uh, to my knowledge, there were no delays caused by the Bloodlines 2 narrative development. So it's, it seems that it wasn't really, it, there was more to it than it was before. It it honestly sucks because that's, that's a game that I've been looking forward to for a while. Uh, I'm a big right. I'm a big fan of the original Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. Uh, this sucks. Uh, it's going to be, if the lead writer... Like losing someone like a lead writer is rough. Like lead writer and director at basically the same time though is like super rough. Yeah, that's some big shoes to fill. Yeah, I I'm very, very nervous about this game now. Not to kind of undercut this one, but did you hear very similar situation happened with Assassin's Creed Valhalla? Um, yeah, I did hear about that. I don't, I don't really know like the details of it, but it just seems like <laughs> seems like people are getting axed left and right from places. Yeah, from what I understand, that was some kind of like affair situation going on. I don't know the full details, but these are both like, I guess, high profile games, more Assassin's Creed so. But like you said, Vampire the Masquerade and. Bloodlines 2, like, it has a following that people want this game to come out. Yeah, o- OG and, Masquerade. Anybody that wants this game wants it to come. Oh, yeah. OG Masquerade is definitely, like, a cult classic game, but the people like myself that love that game, they are, they are like, all Chomping about... the bit. Yeah, so... I mean, granted, like, when I initially saw the delay, I didn't really think much of it because, I mean, what game doesn't get delayed now? I mean, if fucking Halo can get delayed, of course, my the, the dumb vampire yeah. game can get delayed, but it's just, like... I, uh, I'm wondering how much this had to do with it. I'm guessing more than they're putting out there, to be honest. Yeah, um, that's really all there is out right now. Like, there's, like I was getting an article from Polygon. The studios were reached out for commentary, but no one got back to them at the time or for publishing. So, still developing. Yeah, still developing. Um, I hope the lead writer and director can recover and hopefully get a good gig somewhere else but i i am very worried about uh bloodlines too we'll see what happens and speaking of like scandalous things uh we have more updates on uh epic versus everybody (laughs) oh this this is getting dirty yeah, like I mean, I'll let, you, I'll let you riff on this one. Yeah, okay. So, if, if if you didn't listen last week when we talked about it, or you just like don't know, uh, the Clip Notes version is that uh, Epic was trying, well, not trying. They circumvented Apple's thirty uh, percent fee that they take from games on the App Store, like for any in-app purchases, by connecting you to a link that just took you straight to Epic. That if you want, if you wanted to buy V Bucks, and not only that, they were selling them at a discount. Uh, Apple didn't like that and said no, 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 and then took bye, 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 and then took Fortnite off the App Store. Uh, not long after that, Google did the same. 
and so Epic from the Fortnite Twitter account, no less, tweeted a legal document that they were serving to Apple. And so it also recently came out that they have done the same thing with Google, basically. Uh, so Epic is just suing everybody. Uh, and so the latest development to that is... So there was a Vice article that reported that Apple is going to uh, disable Epic's development account starting August 28th, which basically removes Unreal Engine from iOS and Mac. Which is huge. Like, so many things run on Unreal Engine. Not even just games either, like just programs in general. Yeah, like Unreal Engine is... Uh, Unreal Engine is basically responsible for powering most things in, like, remotely gaming industry nowadays. Like, that's like that. It's got a far reach. Yeah, so when we said things got dirty, like Apple was just like, it's like, oh, basically said, okay, you want to fucking sue us and we'll just we'll just remove your engine from the App Store, basically. And I think probably one of the other crazy parts, so if you have Fortnite installed on your iPhone, then Apple's not going to remove it. They're not going to go that far to like, just take it out of your phone. Instead, they drop YouTube out, YouTube albums in there. Um, but the, that game it only runs good while it's on a current update with everybody else as soon as everybody else updates now all of a sudden apple players are only going to be playing with other apple players and probably shortly within a few weeks because epic updates fortnite like crazy they're going to be obsolete yeah so fortnite like mobile fortnite is basically running on borrowed time at this point um, yeah. Again, this is still like a de- very much developing things. So this is like the furthest we've gotten so far, but it's just crazy to see like like Apple came back fucking hard, and Google too. I mean, now like I said, you can still download um, Fortnite on on Google Play. You have to go kind of around it. You got to go through the Epic Store, and then you can. But a strip, a pop up comes up saying. You don't know whether you can trust this because it's not a Google, uh, Google like affirmed software. So, any kind of just like casual person or think like a kid saying like, "Mom, can I download this?" and they see that and they're thinking, "Oh no," not knowing you know Fortnite is Fortnite or whatever. Yeah, it's hitting hard. So, I mean, it also like I said, it's still developing. This is kind of the next step for since last week. Um, yeah, things are getting dirty. <laughs> I wonder if something like this makes Epic be like, oh, <laughs> I, 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 this is worth it. I'm, I'm wondering if they even expected like Apple to make a comeback like on this level. I don't know. I don't. Maybe not that second part. They expected something to come back, but I don't think they expected the whole like straight up just taking out the Unreal Engine altogether. Um, I don't think they expected Google to chime in on this. Yeah, it's. This is a wild situation and it's crazy to just see it like escalate more and more as like the weeks go by. Not only that, but Epic somehow managed to get Apple and Google to work together on something. The great unifier was just was turns out was Fortnite all along. (laughs) Fortnite was the Anakin Skywalker. Like just brought some balance to the force. Yeah, I it's it's like I it's hard to have anything to say about this. One, because I have like like even, yes, my I, I, my mom is a lawyer, a retired lawyer, but like I have no knowledge of anything like 
legal wise so it's like i don't right especially like business law you know what i mean like it's just like i i don't know really what this all this means in like the grander scheme of things but just seeing something that like apple is just willing to eat the unreal engine from their from their app store is just fucking insane and so yeah they and epic's working on like a timeline too because what we are nine days out from that being a thing yeah i don't know what they're doing for these nine days and um remember how last week when i said whatever the outcome is is gonna basically shift the game industry in some way or another on the on the mobile side of things it might be a bigger impact because if epic if epic loses this there's a big void to fill with Unreal Engine on mobile. Yeah, especially since like, yeah, I, I I wonder how how like how much that's on the App Store actually runs off Unreal. I would love to see that because I know yeah, I, I think a lot of people that develop like mobile games opt for like Unity and things like that in terms of engine. So yeah, I, I just I would love to see like a concrete like list. It's like this is all the stuff that Unreal Engine is on. I think the crazy part is Epic makes Unreal so accessible. So I'd imagine a lot of your smaller games are going to just not be able to like be on the App Store now. Yeah, it's uh, it's this is it's going to have some collateral damage. Yeah, uh, I also just saw right now saw that people are already selling phones on eBay with Fortnite on it for tens of thousands of dollars. So, <laughs> oh, shit, Flappy Bird. I was, I was about to say Fortnite is the new Flappy Bird. Oh God! So one of these, you know, Epic is putting the virtual. Was it the hologram boot to a physical ass? It's going to go one way or another. One of them is going to get that physical ass beating yeah from a hologram boot for real um yeah th- this whole thing's just so fucking crazy <laughs> <laughs> so still developing maybe there'll be news by next week at this rate i think there will be oh we'll see yeah with our track record there'll be breaking news the second we're done recording so i guess we'll see straight up especially because because we're, we're going a day early it's gonna happen yeah for for ref oh, for we'll ref- just for reference we're recording this on wednesday we normally record on thursday um we both decided to maybe just record on Wednesday. So I, so the usual mini games podcast process is that we record on Thursday and then I stay up later than I should editing a podcast episode. And then I wonder why Friday morning I feel fucking miserable all day because I got no sleep. So now I can edit the podcast tomorrow, Thursday at a reason. wake up at miserable a, for a, a different reason on Friday. Yeah. I can just, I can edit at a reasonable hour and go to and wake up miserable because i got too much sleep instead of too little sleep there we go so yeah something's going to change in this 24 hour time frame but we'll get you next week on that uh um, yeah stay tuned for the for the next uh yeah. for the next update on on fight night uh, fight night at the app store <laughs> um so yeah rolling into uh, a fight night adjacent <laughs> um EA Play subscription launching on Steam August 31st. Um, Fight Night was EA, right? It definitely was. I, it probably. When I think of any sport game, I think EA Sports is in the game. So Yeah, basically. Um, so yeah, formerly EA Access. This has been a thing for years now on console. Um, pretty neat subscription service. You can definitely play pretty much this rotating calendar of games. Uh, catalog, catalog, not calendar. Jesus Christ, I suck. Um, True. 
Yeah. And you get first access to downloads. You can install like a week early, play the game first, and kind of go from there. But now it's available on Steam, which, like I said, Game Pass is on PC. Um, there's there's multiple subscription services are get become a little bit more popular now in the gaming world, and it's four ninety nine a month or twenty nine ninety nine annually. And the main reason why I kind of want to add this to the news section, it's not a huge announcement. But the fact that it's the first on Steam means if this is successful, you'll probably see more of this pop up. And I'm really curious on that to see if this is going to set the pace for some things to come. Like, are we moving into a subscription era of gaming? I, I kind of feel like it. I mean, like, another thing about this, too, is, like, EA has, like, a pretty big catalog. Yeah. And honestly, $30 for a year, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no kidding. Um, are the skit games on Steam? Are they on PC? I don't think so. I think this will do it. Yeah, if straight up, I think if they, especially with the announcement of the new skate game, right? I, I think it's it's the time. You know what I mean? And I, you know how many people would pay fucking thirty dollars a year just to just just to play skate? Oh yeah, tons of them. Skater XL came because of that. <laughs> um. So I'm really curious to see what the future of street of subscription, not streaming, well, streaming too at this point, if that is the future of gaming. It kind of seems like it's moving that way. And I feel like Xbox just kind of took a huge step to allow that to happen. Um, so we'll see how this works. It's curious because I mean, it's on Origin also. Maybe it's just for people that don't want to go move over Origin. I don't know. Um, also, and I did see kind of on a footnote while doing research on this, that they're bringing uh, Fallen Order over to Steam in, I believe, September, October, some sometime in the fall. Wait, the recent Star Wars game? Yeah. It's already on Steam. Maybe it's part of the subscription service. I don't know. I saw something that was coming over there. Yeah, maybe, because I, I know for a fact Fallen Order is on Steam, because that's where I was considering buying it before I let me that copy. You still have that, don't you? Yeah, it's, it's in a drawer. All right, fair enough. But yeah, that's happening August 31st, so right at the end of the month. Um, maybe we'll kind of see where that heads out. Um, it's not going to be a month to month thing, I don't think, but to see what happens in the long term. Um, but in two to three years, because we're still on our hot streak recording episodes weekly, we'll think back at this moment and think, hey, yeah, <laughs> that worked. Or, hey, no, that sucked. I feel like we'll be saying that about a lot of things in the next couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is just happening. I don't want to hark on that too much. It just could be, I guess, a glimpse into the future of how games are given to us. Um, but this Saturday is a sort of a DC fandom. Have you heard about that or seen anything about that at all? I heard the name fandom, but I thought it was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So I, I, I also assumed it was exclusively comic book related. So I kind of didn't pay attention to it. Yeah, and 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 it, it part of it is. I mean, it's strictly DC uh, comics related. But since there's no San Diego Comic Con or E3 or anything, they basically just piled in anything and everything that's DC and put it in one virtual event. Um, now in the show doc, it says it's a 24-hour DC virtual event, and that's how it started. But developing just today, right after I put launched the doc and everything, they split it up into two separate days, um, about a month apart, which. I think that's for the better. It just sucks that they're farther apart because 
they're piling all of it movies comics tv shows yeah that's um, that's bloated and i right not everyone's interested in all that stuff so i think it makes for like like no one's gonna give a shit about it. like not everyone most people aren't gonna give a shit about most of it you know what i mean like well, the comic the book fans are going to be is... there for the comic books. The people that yeah. want the games are going to be there for the games. And then the other stuff is just going to be like, well, I don't care. So, Right. And then the thing is, the headlines that are relevant towards each group are going to get overcrowded with something from another group. Like, yeah. um, say, for instance, rumor has it that they're going to unveil some stuff for Robert Pattinson's uh, The Batman Movie. Ah, uh, yes. Robert Pattinson. Hell yeah. And that's going to steal a ton of thunder from... I guess we'll go right into this video game stuff. Rocksteady Studios, you know, most famous for the Arkham trilogy, they're set to reveal more details on the Suicide Squad game. And if you if you drop like the Battenson trailer or tease or something, no one's gonna pay attention. Not not nearly the same size of crowd is gonna pay attention to the Suicide Squad game, which probably would be cool. So yeah, they split it up over two separate events, probably just to give things room to breathe. Um, good move. I just wish it wasn't a month apart, but yeah um i don't know if this is all supposed to happen this saturday i included it because it was happening this weekend um i think the rocksteady studios one it still is because they announced a date and everything for that saying yeah this is gonna happen yeah they had to because i think i think it leaked so i think rocksteady was like yeah we're doing the suicide squad game yeah and 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 it kind of sucks i did a little bit of research on it and i kind of saw that there was a bit of a scandal at rocksteady i don't know if you had seen anything about that i did see about that i I just saw something today that like rocksteady made a statement that they settled that in 2018 so it's like i don't it's kind of i don't know what's going on it's a little messy but we are in the age of scandals so it's like yeah essentially i guess just uh, for our listener um two years ago uh more than half of their uh, female employees so i think it was like 10 out of 16 um came together in a joint letter to corporate and to management saying that they were allowing um a lot of harassment going on within the studios um and just kind of not doing anything about it and rock city came out and said yeah we we heard about it we did something about it real quickly and i guess the the, the female employees kind of said it was more like a slap on the wrist um so it kind of sucks seeing obviously you don't want anything like that in any industry um although one of the things that kind of made me think like okay this game probably is still worth looking at um and i say that knowing it sounds very risky saying that out loud but the main quote from one of the girls she she wished to stay anonymous came out and said said 97 98 of the people there are lovely and they deserve the world and they should not be pulled down from the actions of a few so it just sounds like they just need to clean out house whoever it is and just kind of keep on moving on because it's tainting <laughs> it's tainting the the studio image you can't afford that true and like for all we know they could have settled that back in 2018 right um, so who knows yeah this is all still developing i still think because of that quote saying the majority of the people they shouldn't be dragged down really makes me think like okay yeah you, there's there's no guilt trip in if you want to still get the suicide squad game and you're aware of it you know because it's true yeah not everyone should be held guilty for one person that person should be held guilty basically yeah it's it's a statement i i can respect uh, it, i i would imagine even if you are one of the the multitude of women developers that are working on that game and you put your heart and soul into that shit if that shit did get squashed 
or take it, care it of. Yeah, it sucks to have that still be like barring your game. And I'm sure that's like yeah. that's not something like if it did happen and if it had happened to them, like that's it's super shitty. And I'm sure it's not something you want to be keep being brought up like over and over again. Right. So I don't want to hark on that too much because I mean Rocksteady says they handled it. These girls say, eh, there's not much I can do on my hand other than kind of put, not overlook it, I guess you could say. I don't want to turn the other way, so I kind of kind of felt like it had to be brought up in some capacity. Sure. Um, but the game's still going to go on. The people that work there should still have a job if they're not the ones participating in that, which sounds like it's the vast majority of them. Um, so I'm still willing to put the eggs in this basket if, if it stands where it's at. So Suicide Squad game coming out. I want to see more. I love the Arkham Trilogy. I'm really curious to see what they can do with more characters, more of an ensemble of things. Yeah, I, I so. hope they can do something to get this game away from like what the movies did to the Suicide Squad. Yeah, exactly. Um, although I will say I am excited for the second Suicide Squad movie. James Gunn's directing that. Yeah, that, that will probably... And Will Smith's not in that, right? No, I don't think so. But John Cena is okay. I'm I, I'm in. I'm all in now. And that, actually, that might get something going on this for fandom. Maybe this weekend or the I guess the next one it pops up. I don't know. Like the, the, apparently, it's the biggest DC event they've ever done. So I wanted to kind of highlight more of the gaming things because um, we oh I could go all day about everything else. But the next one is. Uh, WB Games Montreal, most likely known for Arkham Origins and all of the Arkham City DLC. Uh, their new game is to be unveiled. And right now, there's a lot of cool kind of teasing going on online for a Court of Owls storyline. And it's a rumor to be titled Gotham Knights. So apparently a little bit more female-based, kind of looking more towards like Batwoman and I guess the adjacent Bat family. Uh, I know you're not too hot on Arkham Origins. That is I'm, that is the bad one of the Arkham games. So yeah, I, I'm very lukewarm on it. I'm hoping that they can kind of say like, okay, we did this. Let's this is what worked. This is what didn't. Let's build off of what did and kind of give it some more time to go from there. I also want to say, don't quote me on this, but I think WB Montreal is also the studio behind the PC port of Arkham Knight. Oh shit. So yeah, brilliant track FDR, record they have. If, 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 if that's the case, brilliant track record they have. Yeah, I will say I didn't I didn't hear a single bad thing about all the Arkham City DLCs. I didn't get any myself, um, but I I heard they they're all pretty fun. I mean, they're shorter things, of course, so a lot less at stake there. Um, I'm I'm willing to give it a look and give it a try. I don't think Arkham Origins needed to be a game in the first place. No. <laughs> so so. Maybe that's not all on them, but we'll see. Um, it's it's a new Batman adjacent game, so we'll, it, it's news. <laughs> I do like the Batman, so uh, and I do like the Court of Owls. Yeah, uh, Court of Owls is probably one of uh, one of my favorite like Batman storylines. Fun fact: Keith and I were the Court of Owls for Halloween once. Oh yeah, scroll back on the gram; you'll find it eventually. Um. I think that pretty much does it for news. Uh, a lot of this stuff is obviously still developing. Um, maybe we'll have more. I hope we have more on that <laughs> epic versus everybody thing. 
yeah it's so entertaining not like now that we're like doing the pod and things like that i'm looking at this thing way more than i ever would have and it's so entertaining see and like my what i like about it is that in a world where like the news is like super bleak and there's like nothing to look forward to i like that this is like one train wreck that like doesn't like affect the political climate of like the united states or anything like that it's just like wow look at this shit that's going on yeah like the big money dicks just swinging around cockfighting each other yeah exactly could have been a good title but we've already got it established yeah we 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 settled on that early on (laughs) oh yeah we did yeah that's uh that's gonna do roll into the main one let's let's move into into the big into the main event of the evening hell yeah hit it bruce buffer what no he's gonna he's gonna fucking sue my ass if i do it uh oh yeah he will uh so main event is going to be uh so we're like this happened monday tuesday i think it was tuesday i think it was yeah i think it was the 18th as of the that happened because we're recording 19th yeah so that would be yesterday as a time of recording uh so yesterday as a time of recording nintendo had their uh their indie what they call it the indie world showcase uh yes so it, it's it's cool uh i i liked it for the most part i definitely have some thoughts about things but it's uh yeah o- overall i think it was really cool um so i think we should uh we should just get into it yeah i'll start off i mean i liked it more than that third party showcase that they did a few weeks ago uh, i i absolutely agree um i think this was a really good collection of indie games i think there's a there's a couple things that really caught my eye that i kind of want to dip my toes into um and I kind of put a little asterisk on on the on our show doc of the ones I kind of want to dig into a little bit more because there's some that that don't get me wrong we can gloss over I kind of just mentioned yeah this was there, um, but the first one is uh, Hades uh, coming to the Switch and the main reason why I kind of thought this was interesting because it's got PC cross save which I hope is kind of a thing we start seeing a little bit more of. So I know that um, Switch is doing obviously I know the Switch is doing this a lot with stuff. Yeah. I know they're doing they do cross save currently with Witcher Three. And, oh, do they really? And Divinity Original Sin 2. Those are both cross-save between PC and Switch. Uh, I, I'm not sure if there are any other games, but I know for a fact it's Witcher 3 and Divinity 2 are cross-save on Switch. Okay, cool. So Nintendo's doing this thing, and I know there's going to be some lines that are drawn. Like, I don't expect to see PS5 games cross-save with Xbox Series X. Sure. But, but I mean, having a PC game and taking it with you, that's almost like Stadia-like if you think about it. Uh, except done better which makes my switch feel more valuable yeah it makes my switch feel more valuable <laughs> um like granted I would, the only thing you have to do is make sure you go for it i was gonna say granted i would never play a game like the witcher on my switch because if, I, if that, that's a game that, that that was built for pc i think but just knowing like i have the option of doing that is a very cool thing yeah, and from what I hear, the it's it's from what I hear, the Witcher three on Switch is pretty impressive. So, I, I I think if it wasn't for having to buy the game twice, that'd be what's holding me back. Yeah. Really. Um, that, I guess that's like the con side of it, but it's a really interesting feature because, say for instance, you have um a family and one person doesn't play on PC, 
uh, one person only plays in Switch and they have the same game and you have the Switch for the afternoon or whatever it is and you're going to go somewhere. There you go. I mean, it leaves the option for it to basically fall into your lap, you know? Sure. And I think a game like Hades, which is more of like the action adventure game, is a lot more suited for this, I think, than... Uh, right. Especially more than like something like Divinity. Like Divinity yeah. is a game I wanted to buy on Switch, especially when I found out about the cross save. Because uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 uh, is one of my favorite, if not my favorite, recent RPG that's come out besides Persona 5. Right. Uh, but it's it's a Baldur's Gate like style game. So it definitely is more tuned for you to play it with a mouse and keyboard. I'm sure it's serviceable playing it with a controller. So it's like, I, I think out of all of those games, I like The Witcher is definitely more of a controller game, but like there's obviously a difference in performance on Switch. I, right. I think out of the ones that like we know that are cross-save, I think Hades is probably uh, the most appropriate one. And Hades has been out for a while too. It initially was an Epic Store exclusive. That's when it launched. Right. Um, it was in like alpha and then beta for a while on there. And then I think they eventually ported it to, I think they just recently ported it to Steam too. And I think, I guess it's like in 1.0 now. I'm not sure if it's still early access, but it's cool that they're bringing it to Switch. I'm assuming it is if it's in Switch now. Yeah. And if, if you're unaware, uh, Hades is made by Supergiant. That's the studio that did uh, Bastion and Transistor. So those are like, ver those are very much like in the vein of Hades. They're very stylized. Like, and very successful too. Yes, very successful. Bastion. Yeah, Bastion is a fucking awesome game. And I haven't played Hades because there was something about like spending like $30 on like <laughs> on, on a beta where I was just like, oh no, I'm good. But I think yeah. uh, I, I think the fact that it's I if I had to play it somewhere, I think this is a game I would want to play on Switch. So uh, once that's out, I will probably snag that. Yeah, seems interesting. Um, I really the main thing I want to talk about is the cross save and see. I guess like I said, we're, I think we're getting glimpses of the things that are set the pace for the future. It's um, real maybe cool, man. being one of them. Um, yeah, yeah, no kidding. That's all the things we wish we could have done when we were little, and now we can. Um, but yeah, moving on uh, that one. Hypnospace Outlaw, uh, menu-based mystery. Uh, not for me, sure. Yeah, looks fine, I guess. Yeah, this is another one. Like I, there's a lot of games that they showed on here that I think like aesthetically are fucking awesome. Right, this is one of them. For many best game, this is one of them. Yeah, like I think this game looks fucking sick. Like I love I love like pixel art. I love all that shit. So and, and this looks like almost like a DOS game. You know what I mean? Like it's Yeah. It's really cool. But again, it's like I I'm not a I after playing so many Telltale The Walking Dead, I think I'm over like point click adjacent style games. Right, like, there's that, yeah. Like I know that some studios can like do it well. But I, I think I, I burned out after like having to sit through so many Telltale games for so long. But uh, it's yeah, this it's is cool this thing. is definitely for a for a specific audience, for sure. and maybe maybe they'll eat it up. Yeah, that um, audience is not me. Looks good. Yeah, not me either. Um, here's one that really caught my eye: Spirit Fair. Um, it, it looks like a great game. It like visually, it looks intriguing. Um, I know you've got a few opinions on it. From what I understood, it's build a boat to guide spirits to the afterlife. I know you basically said you kind of had about an hour, hour and a half in on it. Is that how it played out or what, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, so I played about an hour and a half of Spirit Fair today. 
Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit story. It's not really spoilers because this literally happens in the, the second you boot up the game. All right. Uh, you're this girl who is basically taking over. You're this girl named Stella. Uh, you are basically taking over the duties of Charon. And for those who do who don't are unfamiliar with mythology, Charon is the uh, the ferryman that guides the spirits of the dead across the river Styx. Okay. So you basically become Charon. Uh, so yeah, you you have you find yourself a boat, and then you have to rescue anthropomorphic animals, and then ferry them off to. Uh, I forgot. I think it's called the Everdoor, which is like they call it, the Charon calls it the gate where everything is born and then everything comes back when they die. It's like very like mystical. Uh, so one thing I will say, I, my favorite thing about this game so far is the art. It's it's straight up a beautiful game. It's so good. That was the first thing I noticed about it. It's like it's very much like hand drawn, like animated stuff. It looks so good until the game zooms in on it. Do you, do you, can you see every like all the faults and things like there, that? Or there are portions where like the game zooms in and the it's we're calling the models because they're not like modeled, they're like drawn basically. Right. But there was a part early on you, you talk to this like deer person who's the first spirit you get on your boat and the camera zooms in and boy it looked a little it looked a little jank. <laughs> Do you think that could be a thing that might be like fixed on a smaller Switch screen or no? Yeah, I, I think I I think on a Switch you're not gonna notice it like if you're playing it handheld, but playing it on like a big high def computer monitor, it definitely stuck out. Um, and so in terms of gameplay, it's very much like you're building up your boat as if it's like a little bit of a city builder. Like my thing, I have I have a I have to build a residence for the spirits to like stay in, so that way they're comfortable while they right. get ferried. I have a kitchen in there so I can cook them food, and I have a farm that uh, that's also on the boat so I can plant crops and stuff like that. Right, very much like almost like Terraria, like yeah, it's it's very similar to that. Um, what I'm worried about is I don't think this game has legs. Oh, as, that's rough. Yeah, it's because that's what those games thrive on. Yeah, I, I think. I think this game is all this. Like, I got to this section where I thought was going to be like a combat section. So I was like, okay, this is cool. Like, they're adding a little bit of action into it. There's like these like these weird like spooky things that like came at you, and so you had to collect like their soul. I'm, I'm calling them souls, just just because because that's what yeah. I alluded to. So all you do is like jump into them, and then you collect it, and then like every and you don't take damage, you don't get hurt. Like the ones you jump into that don't have the specific item you need, they give you money. So it's like it's it's leaning heavily towards like the building aspect of it which is something that i enjoy but my issue is like uh, granted i've only played an hour and a half i definitely want to play more of it just because i find the art style so intriguing the game is honestly very charming like the dialogue and the characters so far even though i've only met a couple are very charming like one of the first characters you meet is the person that helps you build your boat uh he's this really like big fucking great white shark guy that's like kind of seedy so he's like it's really yeah. cool like this game this the aesthetic reminds it's got me personality yes the aesthetic is like halfway between like studio ghibli and like saturday morning cartoon is what i was telling myself that's cool so it's like it's really cool but if this is all that the game is like i've been spoiled by games 
like Terraria, like Minecraft, like Stardew Valley. Like, yes, there's the building aspect in there, but they give you something else to do to supplement that. Right, and now you're seeing Grounded do that now. Yes, and so I feel like I need to play this game more because I need to, I need to know if it's more than just this. Like, it seems like a very, like, it's a game you can chill and play, which is nice, but I, I think after playing like like i said playing games like stardew valley kind of like ruined the style of game for me i think so i i hope i, I want to play some more of it i'll probably hit some tomorrow before uh before i have to edit this podcast uh just to kind of get more of a feel for it but uh i like what i've played so far i'm just hoping that it expands a little bit more yeah i can see that uh, it caught my eye um what i thought was like, really interesting is that there it is on the Switch. Cool, getting showcased. Oh, and um, I just happened to see it on Game Pass. <laughs> and for yeah, that so for the record, I did download it on Game Pass. Uh, this game is thirty dollars. Yeah, so that's uh, that's a big ask, I think, for this game. If this is all that it is, if that's all that it is, yes. If it had the combat, if if it was a Terraria, there you go. It, it'd be thirty bucks. But if not, if you have, I guess, Xbox or PC, there you go. Game Pass. There's a way to play it. Yeah, or if not, you can just check back next week when I eventually. I, I am for sure going to be playing it more over the next few days. I, I want to. I want to see what. I I need this game to have more to offer. Right, and if not, at least you played it on Game Pass, so you can't yeah. be too upset at that point. Exactly. Cool. Well, yeah, that one. That's definitely the probably one of the ones I want to hear about the most. Um, next, you have Garden Story, very similar to you know Golf Story, Sports Story, all those things. Um, this is the game that I want Spiritfarer to be. Yeah, exactly. I figured you probably have more to, more to chime in on this one than I would. Yeah. Um, so, Garden Story, you basically play a uh, a homicidal grape that is going around killing things so he can repair his town. That's basically what I understood from the trailer. Bugs next, baby. It's basically pixel bugs next. Um, again, it's it's pixel art. It looks really fucking good. It looks like it, it has age really well. Yes, it has the like the gameplay loop that I like. Like it has the city building, the city restoration. There is like light combat in it. Not like it doesn't look like it's super deep, but there's enough there to keep it engaging. They didn't really show much about it. Besides, like they showed gameplay obviously, and they did like a little bit where they talked to the developer. Who it seems like it's just one guy that made this game, and it's fucking wild. Um, it looks really cool. Uh, this was coming out, I think, 2021, which I, once I saw that, it bummed me out because I want this game, like, right the fuck now. Right. Um, but yeah, Garden Story is one that I am definitely going to be looking out for and keeping an eye on because, yeah, like like I said so far, if if Garden Story had the art of Spiritfarer, I think I would be, like, 100%, like, like I, that'd, be, that'd be perfect for me. Yeah, that would be really cool. Um, so 2021, not much more to say <laughs> For the time being uh from that so we'll kind of move along um subnautica and of course it's a sequel right and it's not just like a 
add on for I'm Below Zero? I think Below Water. Zero like, is just an add on. I don't think it's actually a true sequel because I think they're actually like, making a Subnautica. The the so is it basically so kind of like a Miles like Morales kind of situation? I think so. exactly what I don't okay. want to fucking well, play. So that's my opinion. That's my opinion on Subnautica. Is like fuck that game because straight up fucking terrifying. I saw like like videos of it and people going out to like the far reaches and like seeing those like ghost snake things and I was like nah dude. Um, I am nope fuck all that yeah there's some spooky shit in here I remember seeing a video of one guy uh, telling a story about like a big old fucking jellyfish like sneaking up on him and as he's saying it it happens in game so it freaks him out even more than he would have like just telling the story god that's terrifying but I really enjoy the whole like research and and kind of resource managing and base building this one is submarine building um what i like about it it's got a very loose kind of story um which might be where grounded kind of piggybacked off of um because this has got where okay the ship ship crashes you got to figure out why figure out what's going on there's something more going on here um but it's all very like subtext so i i i like those games maybe i mean i wouldn't play on switch like i said i got on the epic store for free um during that time period i think a lot of people did um but if you did not yeah, i guess here's a, here's a chance to take it with you i think it looks better on a bigger screen to be honest so also not coming out till 2021 right I, I, this is one i think it's just it benefits from a farther rendering distance and i think the switch is really built for i mean it's cool that you can take it with you but this might be one i'd rather not play on the switch yeah, um, I, I respect Subnautica as a game for essentially just being No Man's Sky underwater. Yeah, but pretty uh, much. Yeah, that game scares the ever-living shit out of me, so I will never actually play through it. <laughs> um, so, moving on. Uh, Takeshi and Hiroshi. This is kind of like a... Kind of like a, it's a simple RPG maker. Essentially, it's got this thing where, okay, you're the big brother, you gotta entertain the little brother with a game. And so you're basically kind of, I guess, building the RPG as you go along, trying to achieve like a balance between um, like a skill base, but keep it as simple because for like a little brother concept. Um, to me, it seems creative and I have I kind of thought it could be a good intro to RPGs, um, save for all of the roommates out there. Yeah, I, I can definitely agree with that. And I think that's what they're gearing towards with this. This is yeah. definitely this is definitely baby's first RPG. Uh, right. It's not. This is. This is not your Final Fantasy. This is certainly not your Persona in terms of like complexity and stuff like that. I also think it kind of just looks like a Flash game. I think like just the whole look of it kind of just turned me off. But <laughs> yeah. again, this this game is not for me. So it, I, it's whatever. Right. I mean, if you th- if you think about it, a lot of people's first like intro to RPG might have been something like a Zelda like. Sure. Um, yeah. Which isn't really full RPG, you know. Um, this introduces more of those typical RPG elements. So, I think it'll be a success on that level. Um, only time will tell. I can definitely see its place in the in the gaming world. Yeah, I can see it too. Again, it's it's not for me. I will literally never play this game. So there's that. Right. Uh, also, this is one of the games that they said, "Oh, this shit's just out." Yeah, just Nintendo and their stealth drops. That was one of them. Um. So yeah, Takashi and Hiroshi. Um, if you got roommates like I do, and you kind of and you're a big RPG fan, try it out. 
so the next game is Raji and Ancient Epic. I think this might be one of my favorite games that they showed on the entire it looks showcase. Really intriguing. Uh, I yeah. really want to play this game. It's beautiful looking too. It is, and I saw screenshots of a couple of people on Twitter that were playing it that seemed like really cool. Yeah, uh, I feel like this is another one that's just, it's out, you can play it. Um, I think the asking price might be a little bit much. It might be a little bit steep, yeah, but I mean, it's it's only been out for a little bit, so maybe it is worthy of the full price. Um, at first glance, it doesn't seem like it's the $30 worth of it, but it also, like I said, it looks like a fun, cool game. I think what's mostly intriguing is that you don't see many games kind of set in this like ancient India setting. Yeah, and part of me was like, oh man, like, is this some kind of like weird, like, cash in thing? I I thought I was like, am I gonna get like whitewashed Prince of Persia or something? But it was really cool seeing that it's like developed by an Indian studio. Yeah, which I really hope kind of gets some like Western success. Um, Because to me, it's not really, other than I guess wrestling. Uh, I don't really know too much about like any kind of Indian stories or culture or folklore or anything like that. So this is probably yeah. a cool way to kind of at least kind of introduce people to another part of the world that doesn't really get too much attention in the video game uh, level of things. Yeah, and just hearing, uh, I, I, I forgot what position she was. I think she was the head of the studio, uh, the woman that they had, that they were interviewing right. for this. but. The way she was saying that it's based on like actual Indian folklore, I was like, okay, I'm I'm in, like I'm all in. Yeah, exactly. So I kind of like the whole idea of it. Yeah, I uh, I will definitely be looking out for this game. Might pick it up over the weekend. We'll see. Depends on. <laughs> it was like life. Yeah, I, I I've been saying I've been get Ghost of Tsushima for how long now, and here we are. So. Yeah, we're gonna have to bring Jesus back on just to tell us about the ending. Yeah, of it. be like, be like, how was it? Should I get it? <laughs> He'll say yes, probably. Uh, so this next game is probably one of the least interesting ones that was on the showcase for me. Uh, Bear and Breakfast. It's like The Sims, kind of. I just, I, I don't care. I think, uh, I think, really, what kind of its downfall was throwing it on the same showcase like with the garden story and spirit fair like each one kind of got a little bit of a similar kind of building aspect to it yeah and um, i think i think raji's a hard act to follow also <laughs> i think so too um i mean it's it's, it's got a creative little twist like you know bed and breakfast so that's a owned and run by a bear so there's kind of i guess a fun little story there but i don't think it's positioning and the showcase it is on did it any favors because it's very similar to two other ones that did look very interesting yeah i mean sure like i like managing sims stuff like that like i, I play two point hospital i play the sims but stuff like that is fun to me but it just nothing about it just stuck out to me like yeah you're right i think it just comes with the territory like the other games that it is that's coming after but yeah. uh, i was just like just watching it i was like man i just i don't give a fuck about this at all yeah me neither i'd say it's creative that's where my thoughts end on it i like Um, i like the name of the game that is all i will say about it (laughs) yeah very very good name bear and breakfast um but then they follow that up with a short hike seems like the world's most casual game ever 
yeah, you play as rolled from Animal Crossing, and you just <laughs> you just walk around. Yeah, and a pretty cool looking world, almost like a DS looking world. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, this is probably one of those games that I just I won't I won't play. But yeah, it's, it's it looks it, cool. It's too passive for me. I'd rather like just play Animal Crossing if I want. Yeah, it, that's my passive game, and I don't see the need for another one for right now. So like passive games, like as much as I like them, sometimes it, it really needs to be like there needs to be more to it. Like I know people joke around like, oh, it's like a walking simulator. That is literally what this is. Yeah, that's exactly what this looked like. So, I mean, it looks good visually, but not for me. I'm not gonna really go into that. Yeah. And this is like two bucks. Maybe I'll pick it up. Yeah, sure. It's not gonna be two bucks. Probably not. No. Next one they kind of rolled up with is a card shark. Sure, it's a it's a card game with a story, I guess. Yeah. So what I found, I actually, I, I guess, uh, based on the notes here, you're not too interested about this one. Um, it's not from what I saw. My interest is lukewarm, but it's made by the same people that made Reigns. Uh, if you don't know what Reigns is, like like Keith, I'm sure it's uh, it's basically like a choose your own adventure game, but that's with played with cards. It's a mobile game. Uh, it's it's a really funny game. It's like there's really great dialogue. It's like it's it's funny, and I think this game could follow in that. This is definitely one that I'm like curious about. I don't know if like necessarily if I will play it a lot, but I, I'm, I'm interested in it, to say the least. I was about to say, is that going to translate over to getting the game? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I would... I, I wish we could... We were back in the days of the demo. Yeah. Especially because Switch Trip has a games with demo section, but I don't think this is going to be one that's on there. Yeah, for I sure. Mean, I feel like once you play the demo, you play the game, so they're probably going to hold off on that. Yeah, um... I'm curious about it though. Like, I, I think I would need to see more of like a gameplay loop. If if it ends up being more of like a strategic element, then I think I would be kind of down for it because I think that's kind of what they're going for is like oh a little bit of a strategy. Yeah, um, maybe strategy luck kind of combination of things. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 curious about it. Same here. I'm curious to see what you'll think about it because I am not really gonna go there <laughs> yeah I i'm more interested in about it because i know the studio's track record and like i have right. reigns on my phone currently i still play it every once in a while it's a legitimately fun game okay well, yeah. play I'll, I'll be waiting for that for me play reigns everybody play reigns it's really good only until ba baseball comes back yeah only until baseball comes back and focus exclusively on baseball yes exactly um then they kind of rolled into Torchlight 3 which is probably i guess the other heavy hitter on this probably the biggest name that they kind of brought brought to the showcase i think i mean yeah probably so full disclosure this game is currently in early access on steam right now right um and it's getting fucking dunked on on steam is it really yeah reviews are mixed right now i mean you see some good stuff apparently the optimization is not that great apparently there's not a ton of like content in it right now obviously like by the time it comes out on switch i'm sure it'll be you know 1.0 so it might be a little bit better by that point but yeah i'm hearing not great things about torchlight 3 so far right and see and that was kind of one of the main things that kind of surprised me because it looks super polished off of the footage that they showed 
yeah it looks it looked good in the uh in that footage i was like oh this looks this looks like torchlight um it's so weird that they announced things that one of their big announcements was like oh the pets are back and i was like those have been a staple of every torchlight game but that's part of the yeah. whole bit yeah but alpacas yeah well that you can already have an alpaca in torchlight too so but they showed it here I mean that is that is true. They did show the alpaca there. Yep, got some prime real estate in that little video clip. Okay, so after Torchlight Three, probably one of the most interesting games I think that they showed. I I fucking love a good puzzle game, and especially since this one is like basically an MC Escher painting as a puzzle game. Right. Really cool. Uh, so Manifold Garden. Uh, that was one of the last like. That was one of the last like major announcements that they did. Uh, it this game looks fucking cool. Yeah, I'm super like intrigued by this. The whole kind of human fall flat, fall off, end up on a same spot, and continue the puzzle thing is like super fun. Um, maybe the only downside to this is the price. I mean, it's it's cool. It's already out at twenty two sixty seven. I don't know if I want to play it that much right away, but if it ends up being on a really cool kind of summer sale, winter sale kind of thing for like, say like 15 bucks, I, that, that'd be probably where I'd jump on it. Yeah. But it looks really cool. Yeah, it's so weird thinking that like a couple bucks makes a difference, but I think in this case it does. Uh, I feel weird paying over 20 bucks for a puzzle game, but... Yeah, I mean, it might be the best puzzle game ever. I don't know. Quite possibly. Uh, we'll never know until we play it. Hopefully, uh, hopefully I can play it soon. It looks... It, it looks like I said really fucking cool. I love the sh like how perspective is the name of the game and that basically it, it just looks wild. Yeah, that's probably one of those ones where like multiple ways to do a puzzle thing, which is really cool because you're not playing the same game twice kind of thing. Yeah, it's a uh, it's an interesting game for sure, and I'm a uh, I want to play it. Same here. Uh, last one that they kind of showed a big spotlight on was Evergate. Um, dude, straight up watching this reminded me of like a Celeste and like Ori, like Love Child. Yeah, I can see that. Um, the aesthetic of it also kind of just like reminds me of like Hollow Knight a little bit. Yeah, I thought so too. It looks interesting. I don't know if I'm like a hundred percent sold on it. Maybe it's because like I'm still like kind of fucking with Celeste a little bit, so it's like this is just celeste you know what i mean like it feels yeah. it feels real weird so it's just like i don't know um especially i i don't know if i want to pay over 20 dollars for this game me neither i mean it's it's on an introductory sale on the eShop. um that's one of the ones that kind of popped up out of nowhere i haven't heard anything about it so i don't know if it's worth that full 20 dollars as with anything else that's already on here already um, uh, I hate being the one I keep repeating, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I. This is just like obviously a showcase, so a lot of this is like we'll see, because yeah, that, that's that's just how these things go. But yeah, Evergate looks kind of cool. If you like Celeste, maybe this is the game for you. Or I think it's an I think it's another one where those where I'll pick up on a crazy summer sale or things like that. Like yeah, not really a huge rush for me. Um, out of all of these, the one that really does kind of want me to kind of 
jump onto it was Raji and Spiritfarer, and even then, um, Spiritfarer more so because it's on Game Pass. Raji, we'll see. I mean, thirty bucks is a lot to ask for for an indie game like that. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I'll second that. I think Spiritfarer was probably the one that I was probably more excited about. Like Raji is obviously my top on this. I was definitely more yeah. excited about Spiritfarer also, and then I started playing Spiritfarer, and I was like, "Ooh, I uh, yeah. I hope there's more to this game." It's a great game for Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm glad that there's something like Game Pass that I can like test shit out. Uh, I wish. Thanks, thanks Xbox. Yeah, thank you Xbox. Shout out, shout out Microsoft one time, uh, just once. So then, like the last part of uh the indie showcase was they just had like a like a lightning round basically yeah and for these i don't want to go into too much detail because they didn't either yeah they, they definitely didn't go into uh into a lot of detail but there's they showed they showed some cool stuff yeah like haven actually looked pretty cool like i i kind of label it as desert mario sunshine it looked pretty cool yeah, I mean, I think out of, I think I would, like a lot of these games, like I, I would probably play. I don't know about this going under game though. That one just looked fucking weird. Weird. I don't know what's up with that one. There's a couple gimmicks, I guess, in that. I don't know what they all yeah. are. Yeah. Oh, how they all come together. Uh, the Red Lantern is just Balto. Yeah, I put Snow Dogs the game because I just picture I was playing first person Cuba Gooding Jr. as I was watching that. Yeah, I, I think that's another one where I'm just like, I'm like, eh, like, I guess that's a cool thing, I guess. Yeah, I, I probably won't jump on that. Unreal looked like it could be fun. Um, yeah, I don't know. Kind of one of those slow, taking, stressful games. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, I was so intrigued by Unreal. I was like, I don't know what this game is. I feel like I, I wouldn't like it, but I also just want to play it. Yeah, it might be one of those ones that's like really fun with co-op where you can just be like, no, fuck you, fuck you. Dude, what are you doing? Like, yeah, exactly. Almost like Overcooked-like. Kind of, yeah. It's uh, I like the look of it too. That like isometric, like weird, like style it's got going on. It yeah, looks cool. it does. So there's that. Uh, struggling, look like a weird kind of body mod platformer. Kind of reminded me of like getting over it or whatever it's called. It's funny because looking at it, I was like, oh, is this just like Carrion but with more skin? Yeah, it's it's a weird game. Carrion's good because there's no skin. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I I like a good like wacky like uh, like a game that would just like go for it, and I think I respect what this game is doing, and I want to play it. Yeah, I want to see more, just because it's it's that weird. Um, and most they show like ten seconds of it. The only thing I got is it kind of looks like a little bit slower nighttime metal slug ish kind of game. This one kind of reminded me when I saw it. I was I didn't get that vibe from it. It looked uh, speaking of because the sequel just came out uh today it is uh it look kind of reminded me of like rogue legacy uh yeah i can see that uh so yeah this one it looked it looked pretty cool yeah it's it's this, this game is very dark <laughs> yeah they show like 10 seconds and it's all dark yeah it's like all at night i was like oh i can't see anything that's cool yeah um the next was she dreams elsewhere kind of undertale vibes i guess of this i like that we've reached the point where it's just like games aren't even trying to emulate earthbound anymore they're just trying to emulate the game that emulated earth that's emulating earthbound yeah exactly it's it's the next step in evolution 
Uh, but yeah, this is this game is very much trying to like ape the uh, the Undertale style, and honestly, I think I think it works. It look it looked pretty cool. It if I had to like like equate it to something based on like the way that like some of like the panels looked like when you were actually in combat, like yes, it's very Undertale. It's very uh, it's very Earthbound. But it had like that Persona Five like flair, if you know what I mean. Like it was just very like highly stylized, even within that that context. Yeah. So this one actually looks super cool. Uh, also, She Dreams Elsewhere is a sick title for anything. So it's a uh, that's one that's on my list for sure. Yeah, sounds like a really good like mid two thousands metalcore album. Yes, I damn that's sick. I like that. I um, like that a lot. You know what I just realized? Um, just kind of put a pin in where we're at. A short hike is on that itchio racial justice bundle that we got. Is it? Yeah. So maybe, okay. maybe for the pod. Yeah. Maybe I. Wow. I had no. Yeah. Maybe I install that. Honestly, there were so many things on that itchio bundle. I, I don't know what half that shit is. So that's cool that it's on there. Yeah. Exactly. So you could do that and then follow up. I think with I bought a, that bundle for democratic Celeste, socialism so. simulator. <laughs> yeah so which by the way that bundle is at eight million dollars raised so that's fucking awesome yeah it's insane um fuck so short hike maybe we'll play it and then see how it, see how it would go on the switch um yeah just to kind of go back uh where we're at grindstone it's um uh, kind of like a candy crusher match the colors so this game i've already played it's uh, have you uh it's on apple arcade uh okay. this is one of the games i downloaded when i had my free month of apple arcade along with uh what the golf which by the way what the golf is a fucking incredible game i recommend everybody I think play that's that. on the switch eShop sale i think it is World, I, th- I, think. I think i know that's on the switch but that's cool if it's on that sale also but yeah uh not not really like a candy crush because you're not trying to like like you are trying to like clear matching colors but you're just trying to like yeah it, you know what yeah it kind of is candy crush adjacent but then it's like it's not um it's just like a really it's a real like hectic game if you could you could tell by that that trailer that they showed yeah um i don't know how i feel about this trend though of just porting mobile games over to consoles like i get the switch is like a portable console and all that and grindstone is probably a good fit for it but this is grindstone is definitely a foam game there was one more i think it was like a zelda clone that was coming to switch that actually looked pretty cool um i wish i had the name of it off the top of my head you'll have to remind me by the time we record next week um if you remember yourself i'm straight up gonna forget once we're done here um there's something else but yeah it's kind of being a trend i mean if there's any one to bring it to it's the switch yeah, it's just I, it feels weird be having the switch be like the platform. Like, oh, we'll just put our mobile game on there. But yeah, Grindstone, it's fun. Uh, I don't have a lot of patience for those like match three style games. You know what I mean? It kind of reminded me of that that Pokemon Cafe mix that just kind of came out. Yeah, I, I can see that. It's uh, yeah, I, I can see that though. Grindstone's fun. Uh, I think it's fucking hard, really fucking quick though. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. Don't all those games do it that though? Yeah, 
basically i mean candy crush and games like that are more egregious because obviously they want you to like pay money to get Spend more lives or whatever going like grindstone because it's on apple arcade like it's not like a microtransaction game that game's just straight up just yeah. fucking hard yeah that's pretty fucked um so yeah they kind of well i guess this is the first end of the showcase with a uh, goner 2 uh which reminded me of, like n plus minus like ninja stuff yeah, I never played the first Goner. I think it's actually on Game Pass. So maybe now that this announcement is, is out, I think maybe I, maybe I download that or something. But yeah, it does look a bit like N Plus. Um, I can, I, I'm not like I'm not like a fan of those games really, like like the like the runners or whatever you want to call them. Like I don't know, that's the, those games have never been my thing. But I, I I'm, a, I'm a sucker for like a good aesthetic, and I think that this game has like a good like vibe to it, like look wise. Yeah. It looks cool. Uh, this is definitely one of those ones where I, it's definitely going to cost more than I'm willing to pay. I know that for a fact. Right. So it's just like, uh, hopefully this one that's also gets ported on Game Pass. Yeah, that'd be a good case scenario. Um, but then they kind of dropped another bomb at the very end. Um, kind of their, I guess, closest thing to Marvel and credit scene where they said Untitled Goose Game is getting a multiplayer Um basically just kind of drop, drop it in for free if you have the game already um and it's so all, now you can be a, yeah they announced not only did they announce the switch version of untitled goose game that they announced there's multiplayer coming to untitled goose game yeah and a physical copy a physical version of it too yeah that's honestly pretty sick uh untitled goose game is just one of those games that also like i just i haven't played it yet <laughs> uh but uh that that game was a solid meme when it came out so i I have all four. Super solid meme, and our friends are shitheads, and now we can be shitheads in another game together. And I can imagine that being for some very good content. Yeah, straight up, I love the idea of two nightmare geese running around just terrorizing everyone and everything. Dude, just picture Chris as a goose talking shit to an NPC because he's a goose. So just picture Chris as he is. Exactly. Okay. What I'm saying is, Untitled Goose Game multiplayer is a one-to-one -one recreation of The Last of Us Two. I can see that. Joel and With Ellie. Rock. Are, Joel and Ellie are just the geese. If you think about it. Yeah, that's true. Maybe the real geese are the friends we made along the way. God damn it! <laughs> but yeah, I mean that was kind of the last kind of. I guess main headline grabber that got people kind of saying like, "Hey, what's going on over here?" But overall, I thought it was a very solid, you know, stack of games. Maybe there's a couple other hiccups like that, the bear and breakfast and things like that. But overall, I liked the showcase. I thought it was a pretty good um, lineup that they kind of put out there. Yeah, there's a there's a good mix of stuff on there. Um, obviously, not everything on there is for me, and like not everything on there has to be for me, of course. Yeah, I, 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 as much as I don't, I, I know I'm not gonna play it, and like I'm not a fan of it. I think it's really as big of a fucking RPG nerd as I am. I think it's really cool that they're introducing essentially, like, like I said, baby's first RPG to like the masses. Like, like for example, I think that would be really a really cool game for for your roommate to uh to play. Right. Like that. That's that, a game like that's great for him. Even a game. Uh, like a short hike is probably good for him because it's like you know that's a check your brain at the door just like 
relax yeah. and unwind. Like, I think that'd be cool for for a kid also. Uh, but then they have like like I I think what they really brought was like a like with games that just had really 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 good art styles to them. And really good art styles and really creative concepts. I mean, even like the worst kind of ones like on our list, like Baron Breakfast had a really kind of creative concept behind it. Yeah. Just a, a simple little twist. And like I I, I want the, the more I want more of this game to be really good. Like I want Spirit Fair to be really good, but at least if it's like the game itself is lacking, at least it looks really fucking good while it's really boring. <laughs> right, exactly. And again, a twist of like Terraria, not just building a home building a vessel um so little things that go a long way yeah uh i i think nintendo like the third party direct was kind of eh, like whatever for the most part but I, I think out of like the big three i think nintendo still does the best with these like short form release things i mean they they pioneered it for everybody else everyone is doing their own nintendo direct style things because the directs work so well for nintendo um, they, I, they did it the best and at this point I feel like if you're an indie developer you want to get on a Switch kind of showcase or direct because yeah your your game might end up on other platforms but if it not had not been on here we might not have checked it out on Game Pass Yeah, um, I feel like Nintendo's probably built up the Switch to be an indie powerhouse um, to where even if you get it on PC you heard about it from Nintendo yeah, so if you're an indie developer that's, that's, that's the location yeah, one of the things I was going to say is that I like how Nintendo is really doing what the other what the other two won't do is that they like they really champion the indie games. Like Sony and Microsoft are very much about their first and third party stuff, but especially their first party stuff. Um, and Nintendo, while they are also about all their first party stuff, they're willing they gave 20 they gave a whole Nintendo Direct basically 20 minutes dedicated to nothing but like to indie games right and microsoft used to be on that level with the xbox arcade back in the 360 era it was it, that was the whole reason for castle crashers and things like that you know yeah um so at one point they were but they, they took a step back and i don't like it um and i will say i think the reason why indie games have been able to thrive on the switch is because of the lack of virtual console um yeah which ended up being a good move because I, I feel like they end up and that actually have probably made more off of indies than a virtual console yeah i can see that too um i don't know i i i rarely have negative things to say about nintendo i mean they they do a, like for a company that like doesn't understand the, the internet it seems or like how anything works they <laughs> they do they do a lot of shit right <laughs> yeah and indies being i feel like they've been a blessing to them because even if it's on steam like i said we found out about it because of nintendo yeah and i i like that indie games at like at their core are like I, an indie game feels more personal than like 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 even if i don't like end up liking the game like i find comfort in playing a game like spirit fair more than i do like playing god of war or something right and i like the fact that i have the option of taking that comfort with me wherever i go when i play the switch yeah and not only that but you feel like you're kind of more directly influencing gaming than a triple a title that are going to keep going on no matter what 
Yeah, but, if, if I don't buy Halo Infinite, Microsoft's going to be doing just fucking fine without me. I feel like I'm actually helping someone out if I pick up a game like Raji. Right, I mean, and look what it did with Minecraft, for example, Undertale. I mean, they pick up a, a dedicated fan base on their own and really changed the course of games. Shit, look at fucking Fall Guys. Exactly. So I feel like these games are really what's setting the pace and then the AAAs kind of pick up a few things off of them. Yeah, um, I definitely agree. I'm glad Nintendo is picking up where Xbox Live Arcade left off, basically. Uh, so, yeah, someone, as far as on the console side, of course, yeah. Yeah, someone has to do it. And honestly, I'm glad it's Nintendo. They, I, I think indie games are something that fits very well with them as like a company. It was a, it was overall a very good, like a very good showcase. Obviously, there's like we said, there's some stuff I don't like that Bear Breakfast game can fuck off for all I care. But yeah, other than that, it looked really good. Uh, I really wanted to play Garden Story very badly. <laughs> yeah. So but is, that, is that where we should is that where we should hang this one up and give it the go home cue? I was just gonna say Subnautica can stay the fuck away from me forever. I'll, I'll jump headfirst into that one. Not, not even gonna nope, not even dip in a toe fuck that dude <laughs> fuck that fucking sea snakes and shit nope <laughs> yeah I think uh, I think that's a good a place as any to wrap up the pod for the week uh, so yeah Keith internet where Twitter Instagram woo underscore Keith woo w h Oh, oh, fuck you, Chris. Wow, you, you really committed to that there. I, I applaud you. Look, dude, you set the pace and I just got to keep going. I'm not going to do that. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at BadXHealth, on Instagram at YouBrokeLikeGlass. No A in glass. Yes, X in glass. Where in the word is that? Figure it out. Uh, you can find us collectively on the internet as minigames. On Twitter at MinigamesCast. Also on Instagram at MinigamesCast. Um, thank you guys for listening. This has been episode 26. Uh, coming up coming up on Dirty 30. And uh, looking forward to it. I'm looking more forward to coming up to episode 30 than I am of actually just turning 30 years old next year. I just want to get to episode 69. That'll be the final episode. We'll just say it'll be a two second episode where we just say nice and then that's it. I'm down. Okay, fair. Glad to know where we stand. Uh, But yeah, thank you guys for listening and bye-bye. Later.